is up, my friends? Welcome to another episode of The Mixtape. This is your podcast DJ, Jonathan Barshop, and I'm joined here today with one of my good friends, Joel Bush, a local Austin native. And Joel, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself rather than me trying to fill in all the gaps? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sitting in Austin, Texas. I grew up in Arlington, Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth. My mom had grown up here and my dad had grown up all over West Texas. And back then, Longhorns went to Dallas or Houston mostly. Arlington was a great place to grow up. I've been here since 95. Professionally, day job is at Amplifier, a company I co-founded with a buddy of mine. We're a merchandise logistics platform. Anybody can sign up at any time and we do print on demand and screen printing. You and I met, I think maybe because of the regulars, I can't quite remember. But for about 10 years, I've just told people I was going to be at Mozart's Coffee on Lake Austin Boulevard. And it's become kind of a cool, open community of people coming through. Yeah, that's right. Uh, when I first moved to Austin, someone directed me towards the regulars. And it's just like, it's a very eclectic group of people. It's I would say it's like a rotating group of, I don't know, five to like 20 people. Um, but conversation is just always really, really quality. So definitely check it out if you're ever in the area. All right, so quickly taking a step back. Let's hear a little bit about what your what your childhood looked like. Childhood was um, idyllic and easy. My parents, their dream was I uh, have a couple of kids and give them stability and fun. And they did that. It was great. I went through public school, Pope Shack Lamar in uh, Shackleford Junior High and then Lamar High School. And I would say, I guess, since you asked about my youth, like Pope was straight out of a movie. You can't imagine the magic of the principal, Mr. Bradham, Doug Bradham. I believe he's still alive in his 80s. We went to school an hour early every day. He, there were races in the cafeteria. You know how it goes. In, in your mind's eye, if you, when you think back, it seemed like it was this cavernous place. It was just a little tiny elementary school cafeteria. Kitchen on one end, stage for music and productions on the other end. They put gym mats on the stage. They set up lanes down the rectangle of the cafeteria. And Mr. Bradham, he sat on a perpendicular set of cafeteria tables with a little PA sitting in a chair and on the microphone, and he would call he would call the races. If you got out of line, the teachers could pull that privilege, so it actually worked really well to keep keep kids in line. The first time I got sent to the office, I was so nervous. You know, I'd, whatever cut-up thing I was doing, I was so petrified. And he walked me down and uh, bought me an ice cream sandwich and walked me back to class. Like, he... he he would tell ghost stories like he, he was just amazing. So, so Pope was, Pope was hilarious. Mr. Bradham was awesome. And we were just suburb kids, you know, and, and we had, we had it, we had it easy. We didn't, we didn't know how, how good we had it until, until later, of course. My parents, my parents took grades extremely seriously. They took education extremely seriously. There was never a question. We were going to college. Like it was just, that was just the game. That was the way it was. Report cards were, the, the unveiling of the report card every six weeks was a big deal. That was the in elementary school. They didn't have A's through F's. They had E for excellent, S for satisfactory, and it went down to unsatisfactory. And I would uh, start out like the first report card, this routine, and it would say you, you know, under, or at least an NI needs improvement under things like follows directions or I forget what they called it, but more or less sits in place. Like the teacher would turn around and I'd be on the other side of the room talking or cutting up or doing whatever. Like I just, I just was sort of unrelenting in a lack of ability to sort of 
sit still. There was all kinds of that kind of stuff, but it was all just innocent, at least in my mind. Love it. Joel, before we dive into the first track of your mixtape, I like to ask this of all my guests, but what was your after school snack of choice and what were you throwing on the TV? I think this kind of helps paint the picture of what what, what your childhood really looked like. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm old enough that there was a thing called Saturday morning cartoons because that's when Saturday, that, that's when cartoons were on. There were some UHF stations. So you would, whatever they had, you could watch in the afternoons, I suppose, after school. I'm also old enough that it was common and totally acceptable to get on your bike on a Saturday or certainly after school and just be home by dark. That was fine at 10, at 12, like just go at eight, just get on your bike. And I would also say too, I have a younger brother. He's four and a half years younger than me. We were baseball card kids. A lot of my buddies, you know, we were just sports fans. So Rangers and Cowboys and all of that. And so there were, that was a, that was a big deal. After school snacks. I don't even know. We had your pretty typical American suburban grocery store pantry. I can eat a lot. My metabolism is insane. And I, I had friends who even back then, like their parents were on the early cutting edge of like what became like the Whole Foods customer, like organic, this and that and the other. We had Sara Lee coffee cakes and Bluebell ice cream and all this. And so like our house was kind of paradise. You could just, there was just always four half gallon drums of Bluebell. There were always like eight kinds of cereal. This is going to sound absurd. I'm not given to hyperbole. There's probably not 20 people alive who've eaten more Cocoa Pebbles in their life than I have. Like I could go through a box of cereal in like five nights, just after dinner, just knocking. Uh, it, anyway, it, it's just funny to, yeah, to reflect on such things. Yes. Well, Joel, it's time to go to the music. What's the first track you've chosen and why? It, is it the John Denver track? So why I picked that, I could have picked Bee Gees too, frankly. We moved, I remember we moved around the corner when I was nine and I remember the house and I remember their stereo. I still have my dad's like Sansui receiver or whatever it is. And there was a record player and they had this John Denver's Greatest Hits record. And I mean, that must just, just been played a, a zillion times. So, and my dad's a fisherman and it's a very, it's a, it's a Texan rite of passage to go to Colorado Many do it, most do it to go skiing, spring breaks. But my dad's a fisherman. We would go in the summers and we had this little sleepy place with these cabins that had no, they had no TV. They had, we would take a little clock radio. I remember sometimes we would listen to the Indianapolis 500 on the radio there. And that too was like the, the soundtrack of driving across the country to, of all things, to go to Colorado. You know, John Denver, I think was a Texas kid that, you know, Rocky Mountain High, born in the, born his 27th year in the mountains. And um, that's a very, that's just a very Texan thing. So yeah, John Denver was a huge player in that house for sure. <laughs> 